When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Extra the Podcast, everybody. I'm Melvin Robert. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a great podcast for you today. First up, Vanderpump Rules star Ariana Maddox is picking up the pieces after Scandaball and starring in the iconic Broadway musical Chicago. Extra catches up with the star who shares just how much playing this part means to her and how dancing with the stars prepared her for the role. Then, Austin Butler plays a young airman risking his life fighting Hitler during World War II in his new film. He shares with Extra what his two weeks in boot camp were like and how it was reuniting with Tom Hanks for the film. Plus, we're about to see a whole new side of superstar Jason Momoa. He's traveling across the country unlocking secrets of the world's greatest artisans. And he reveals why his new show, quote, means the world to him. But first, it is time to bust out those burn books because the plastics are back. Tina Fey is bringing a new Mean Girls to the big screen and extra special correspondent Tommy Daddario talks to the film stars Renee Rapp and Christopher Briney. Check out Renee's reaction when we asked her whether she hopes the original Regina George Rachel McAdams sees the film. What's up, guys? How you doing? Hi, good, good to see you. Good to see you, too. I'm fantastic. So I have to tell you, first of all, I never so badly wanted to be in a music video until I saw this movie. Oh, sick. Like, the, mo the, the moves, the music, they've been in my head nonstop. How much fun did you all have? It's great. It was so much fun. We had a lot um, of fun. Honestly, a, a lot of waiting. I was just going to say, like, I, was specifically, like, I don't know, actually, if I'm telling Specifically you. with regards to the style of the movie, yeah. like, it's shot in so many bits and pieces that, like, there was a lot of, like, just changing setups. It and I don't mean that in any no. bad way. I was just like, yeah. you know what? It takes a while. No, yeah. that's actually, well, because, like, in my brain, like, ha like, yes, having fun for sure. However, like... No, because like you're just like you're not really doing anything for so sure. long. Like yeah. I just remember like sitting there and being like, "Damn, like we're still here." <laughs> you know. So how many takes did you have for like your big musical numbers? Well, like for some, like we did Meet the Plastics, for example, in um, we got one take of that. Like I remember having one pass of it, which was not intentional. However, that was what we had that day, and that is what we went with. And oh, I remember really? being, yeah, I just remember being like, okay, slay. Okay, cool, <laughs> I guess. Um, and then like other days, I wish we had one take. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had so many. Yeah. Well, you guys stepped into such iconic characters' shoes. And with that, I'm sure comes excitement and all the fun things. But do you yeah. have any like fear or trepidation going into these roles? I mean, for sure. Yeah. I think inevitably you're gonna be letting some people down and you sort of have totally. to accept that, which blows. But also it's just sort of the nature of the job. I mean, um, it. I think it's true with any project. It's, it's especially true when it's a project that people care so much about already. Right. Um, but yeah, it's kind of terrifying. Yeah, trying to recreate something too is always like, I feel like especially in the last couple of years, everybody's like, fuck, like, 
why are we remaking everything? Right. Like, yeah. and like, valid. However, like, I'm good to remake this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and it's not really a remake. It's kind yeah. of a, a blend of the stage yeah. version and the 2004 version, which you're very familiar with because you've been playing Regina for uh, many iterations now at this point. Yeah. What's your relationship like with Regina George now? I don't know. Like, it's been, honestly, it's been like five years of my life now. Five. Wow. Yeah, which seems like really odd and really strange. I'm just like, I would say like I'm milking this IP <laughs> for jobs um, until I can't anymore, man. So I'm good with it. You're not tired of her yet. I mean, I would like for her to like, no, I'm tired of it. I'm, 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 tired of, I'm tired of wearing pink. I'm tired of wearing pink. I've had mm. it. I'm good on it. I don't want to do it anymore. No more sure. pink. No. <laughs> no. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And I know you're a fan of Rachel McAdams, right? You're a uh, huge fan. Do you hope she sees this version of the character? I don't know. I don't know. Like, no, because I don't want to. I don't want anyone to touch anything she's ever done. So why am I even here? What if she sees it and she's like really into you? Well, if she sees it and she's like, oh my god, she's hot. Like then, wait, she should see it. <laughs> good, good. Rachel McAdams, see this movie. Yeah, I love she it. should see it. I love that. And you play the heartthrob man. Sure. Yes, you do. What's the most <laughs> exciting part about the role? And what was the most difficult thing that you did in the in the movie or being a part of it? Um, I think. The most exciting thing for me was just to be a part of something like this because it's so objectively like cool. Yeah. I mean, you have Tina writing the script right. and there every day producing. Yeah. Right. Um, you have like these incredibly talented people filling out the entire cast. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was definitely the coolest thing was just to be able to be a part of it and be able to be in the room while people were like doing their thing there were so many days where i was just like wow these people are like actually good mm -hmm. yeah um and then the hardest thing i think it's just getting past the insecurity of and the fear of doing something that some people aren't gonna like mm. like accepting that yeah totally that's life right we for sure always please everybody for sure yeah Ugh, yeah <laughs> no. yeah um renee yes your new song has been in my head nonstop. Oh my God, good. And I just saw the music video. <laughs> Thanks. And I woke up and I'm like, uh -huh. oh, it's still in my head. It's still in my head. <laughs> oh, How it? was working with Megan the Stallion and, and creating that amazing song for the movie? So sick. Yeah. Like so sick. Actually best ass I've ever seen in my life. And I don't even mean that in a funny way. I mean that in a real way. Like we were in um, dance rehearsal and I was like, wow, like this is incredible. Like I was like, I've actually never seen anything like this, you know? Um, so first of all, amazing. Second of all, um, she's the coolest and I'm such a huge fan of hers. And um, I'm like a true, true um, Meg supporter. And um, I hate that other man. So I love, I love Megan Thee Stallion. Mm -hmm. I love her. Mm -hmm. And if anybody tries her when it comes to that, Sorry, ass man. It's it's a it's a do or die fight for me. All right, yeah. I like that. A protective friend. I'm all about that. I'm Italian from Jersey, so I can relate to that. Like, oh, we, we stand by our people. Yes. No, I'm Italian on my mom's side, so I'm like, yeah. 
Ten toes, for sure. Nice, nice. Well, Twitter's blown up about this song. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the reactions, but they're pretty epic. Oh, good. And you also have SNL coming up. What I can do. we expect? Is that the oh, dream that's of yours so forever? Sick, yeah. dude. SNL. That's so cool. Come on. Yeah, no, I'm so excited. That was such a huge dream of mine. I always said I wanted to do it before I turned 25. Wow. So what can we expect? Happen? That's happening. Yeah, I'm about to be 24. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's why. Let's do What can we expect? Oh my god. Um... Like a, a good range, a mm. good range, a good okay. range of things. Like I think like the, the two things, the two songs are, are, that I'm doing are so different from okay. each other, um, which is really exciting for me. Um, and I'm very excited. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good cheese. I like that. I like yeah. that. Final question. If I had a burn book right here oh my God. and we could put our pet peeve or a grievance or a hang up of ours, not a person, but something oh. that just bothers <laughs> us. I'm what like, would you put in a burn book? What would I put in a burn book? So many things. Do you want to go first? Um, uh, yeah. If you chew loud, don't. I mean, I don't know. I so could be true. meaner about that, but like Chewing that's. Loud. No, I get it. It kills me. It makes me want to put a screwdriver through my forehead. It really yeah. does. I don't like when people act dumb. I, like, yeah. don't act stupid. Like, act smart. Stand up. Um, I don't like when, um, like, millennials hate on, like, younger Gen Z people. I don't like when, like, myself, like, my age group hates on, like, the younger person. Mm -hmm. I, like, hate that sort of, like, like, oh, well, when I was da-da-da-da-da, it's like, uh-uh, shut up. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, I mean, I have so many pet peeves. I have so many people. But my, actually, I did say the other day, I was like, 2024, I would like to let my grudges go. Mm. And then the other day, I was like, that's mm. not happening. <laughs> and I was like, there's that's no ridiculous. way. I go, maybe in 2025. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Congrats Dude, on the movie. Thanks, it, was, it was a treat. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Mean Girls is in theaters now. Now to this, it is a new year and a whole new era for Vanderpump Rules star Ariana Maddox, who is still picking up the pieces after Scandaval and bringing the new drama to New York City to play Roxy Hart in the iconic Broadway musical Chicago. Extras Monaco star Abdi catches up with the star, who reveals how Dancing with the Stars prepared her for this new role. Okay. This is so exciting. I'm so excited to talk about Chicago, but I want to know the moment you found out you got the part, what was that like? Um, I was actually, well, the moment I found out that I was even being like, you know, in talks and consideration, I was on my way to Raising Canes in El Segundo with one of my best friends and we cried, we screamed, we probably scared the driver. <laughs> was this a dream of yours to be on Broadway? It's my lifelong dream, oh. yeah. It is literally the reason why anything else has ever happened. It's the reason why I majored in theater. It's ultimately, it's the reason why I lived here so long ago. It's ultimately even the reason I moved to LA in the first place. Were, so it's crazy. Were there times that you thought, you know, maybe I'm just gonna take a different track. Maybe that was my childhood dream and mm -hmm. that I won't, it won't be actualized. Oh yeah, all the time. I mean, I'm 38 and so a lot of things that I dreamed of when I was younger, I kind of assumed that time had passed. And I, after living in LA for a minute, I realized that the only way for me to move in any direction was to just say yes to opportunities that were in front of me. And I thought those opportunities were so wonderful and they were just going to take me down a different path and I was going to be happy with that too. So yeah, I definitely thought that this was something that wasn't going to happen. So already live in New York now, yes. or you're saying in New York at least temporarily. It's temporarily, yeah. 
What is it like being back in the city? Some parts of it are like riding a bike. So, you know, <laughs> taking the train, walking everywhere, things like that. I was like, oh, okay, I remember how to do this. And then other things are just, it's a different city than when I lived here before. Because mm-hmm. I was here pre-Instagram, pre-iPhone, like pre-social media, pre-all of that. So The Stone Ages, yeah. Yeah, basically, <laughs> the Indie Sleaze era was when I was here. So this is just like, it's very different in a lot of ways. But I think that that's just, you know, the world at large is like so different now. No, definitely. Yeah. Um, how did Dancing with the Stars prepare you for this? Because I'm sure those hours were grueling too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think Dancing with the Stars rehearsals were... I think physically a lot harder on my body. You know, it was, it was a grind in the best way, but I loved that rehearsal process and I love this rehearsal process. And so I think that dancing with the stars was like the best boot camp in a way to be ready for something like this. So walk me through this rehearsal process. What is that like? How many hours is it? What do you have to do? So we might have like four hours, right? But they're broken up in different ways. So the first two hours we might be working on music. And then the second two hours we're working on staging, blocking, choreography, stuff like that. So everyone who does Broadway says it is no easy task. Like you are out there doing multiple shows a night. I mean, there's a lot of preparation that goes into that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And on the, on the days off, you know, I'm in vocal lessons and things like that. And then on the days off, off, I'm like really trying to like focus on resting because I really want to be ready physically to conquer something like that. You know, it's, it's I think all about stamina. You're like it's a 24 hour, yeah. seven day j- <laughs> job. Um, what's the toughest part? Oh, I think the toughest part right now for me is just believing in myself and knowing that when it comes time for that debut on January 29th, that I will be ready. Yes. Yeah. Um, what do you, I mean, when you think of that day, do you get nerves? Are you excited? What do you think is going to happen that day? I get nervous, (laughs) of course, because you just think like, you know, you've done all the work you've prepared, but then what if you just like black out or something? <laughs> so I like, I always have these like nightmares and I'm a very anxious person. So I think just in general, sometimes I can like talk myself into being like way too anxious. And I have to like talk myself off that ledge. No, we're going to say, what if it's the best performance yes. you've ever given? What if it's yes. the best night ever? Yes. There's a lot of positive what ifs that we can put in there. Yes. <laughs> um, any, I mean, is your family going to come out to support yeah. tickets already? Yeah. So a lot of family, a lot of friends, uh, my mom, everybody's going to be coming out and it's going to be great. And I keep telling them too. I'm like, it doesn't have to be the first night. You know, there's, there's many, many nights that I will need that, that support. So you're like, don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, during Dancing with the Stars too, your Vanderpump family supported you as well. Do we expect them to come to Chicago? Oh yeah, absolutely. And what's great is because it's going to be, I'm going to be performing while the Vanderpump season is airing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them will be coming to New York for Watch What Happens Live. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, you can just come see me too. I mean, <laughs> that's the best part of coming to New York. You catch a Broadway show, you get a, a bagel, like all the New York. <laughs> a bagel. Yes, you do all the things that you do in New York. Yes, right? yeah, you know, like <laughs> Cheese. Night, cheese. Yes. Um, and then see your show. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. Um, any superstitious things that you do? Do you like knock on wood before you go on or oh. any rituals you have? Um, I, you know, before dancing, it was, uh, me and Pasha would do this. 
and just just that stuff. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I'll keep that going. Yes, you should. <laughs> I, I always, I'm like a huge superstitious person. So I'm always like, okay, I'm not going to cross this pole. I'm not doing yeah, this. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think one chains. of the things that I do just in general as a super, a superstition is, um, I don't like, I don't, um, I'll go over it and go over it and go over it. And then I have to stop. Okay. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, I definitely like know what, what it mean. is. And then just stop. And just be in the moment. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I mean, Dancing with Stars is like that too, because it's like you have to perform on that night, right? Yeah. You practice, you practice, you perform on that night. Did you notice that your nerves helped you, or were there sometimes you're like, oh, I'm in my own head a little too much? There were definitely a couple of times I felt like I was in my head a little bit too much, but that's what was so great about all the other pro dancers, you know, my partner, and then, you know, other pros like Pita or Daniela or Brandon or Alan, like they would, yeah. you know, Brandon said to me one time, he said, it's about progress, not perfection. Cause I was like really in my head about like really just making sure it was perfect. Yeah. Um, so there's all of that that just kind of like goes through. Yeah. Yeah. Progress, not perfection. You're yeah. right. Because again, I promise you probably from your first show to your last show, exactly. you're going to be like, wow. Exactly. The progression. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Um, Last I just wanted to see if you saw Renee Zellweger's version of Roxy and what you of thought course. of that. Yeah, of course. Is that yeah. your inspiration? Have you like looked and seen um, how she did it? Well, I've definitely seen hers, her version of Roxy. And I think everybody who performs a part brings something new and different to it that's in themselves. So I think everyone's that I've seen has really, really killed it. And I think mine will be my own. Yeah. I want to know what is yours? Like what, I guess, what would you say you resonate most with, with the character? I think her story of wanting to be a dancer in vaudeville and thinking that all of these opportunities had passed her by. I mean, I didn't murder anyone, but yet <laughs> for legal reasons, that's a joke. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, just her, her story of perseverance and the way that she just picks things up and learns really quickly, just how to constantly have something that's like getting her to where she wants to be like that. I do. That does resonate with me a lot. And my last question is, is there anything else, a uh, dream that you still want to see fulfilled? Ooh, I mean, this was really, and this, is a this big was one. like, it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I gotta go back to my diary. You're like, I need new goals now. Cause yeah. right now I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely. I love that for you. And thank you so much for talking to me. Yeah, and I hope I wish you. you the best of luck. I don't like break a leg, but I guess that's what you say. You gotta say yeah, it. Yeah. Sounds... Break a leg. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You can catch Ariana in Chicago from January 29th to March 24th on Broadway. Next up, Austin Butler plays a young airman risking his life fighting Hitler during World War II in his new film. Extras Terry Seymour is at the Masters of the Air premiere chatting with Austin about the two weeks he spent in boot camp with his castmates and what it was like working with his good friend Tom Hanks once again. Hi Austin, how are you? you? So good to see you again. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Look so chic, as always, always look so chic. So congratulations on this. Oh, thank you. How great is it to see your good friends again? It's been a couple of years since you've seen most of the cast, right? We wrapped two years ago. And we started three years ago, so it's it's been a long journey and we um we, some of them I haven't seen since we wrapped, so it, was, it made me very happy to see them tonight. So you and Callum are best friends in the show? Have yeah, you stayed yeah. friends in real life? Yeah. Are you texting and like calling yeah. each other? Yeah, we, we've yeah. stayed good friends. And 
I read that you and Barry Barry taught you some boxing. Is that true? I like did he need to taught you? I was gonna say, did he really teach you? Yeah, yeah. No, he's a good boxer. He's a good boxer. Yeah. But you're a good boxer too, right? He didn't teach you any new tricks. I'll let I'll let him say that he taught me. But I've been boxing before, so we boxed together a little bit. Yeah. You gotta love Barry, right? Yeah, you love gotta love Barry. What was it like? Just the bonding on this set because you did the boot camp for two weeks, right? So I can imagine you guys became really tight with each other. Yeah, yeah. That was super bonding. You know when. When you all are wearing the same fatigues and and doing push-ups together and um, spending every hour of the day in the cold together, you you really you really get to know each other, you know. So we bonded a lot. But as well as the fun, of course, there's the hard work. I mean, it must have been pretty intense to training, learning how to be a fighter pilot. What was that like? Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely difficult, but no, nothing like the real thing, you know. So we we um, I, I just felt privileged and and honored to be a small part of this story you know and, and i wanted to give it everything that i had so we went to boot camp and we, we did all of that and just learned everything that we possibly could about what a b-17 is like and and um i felt as though i could fly fly one at the end well, I, I don't know if that's true but i sure thought i could well, you definitely look like you can you're very convincing and working with your good friend tom yeah, how is. was it working there he is he's right here how was it working together again? Oh, I'd work with him on everything. I, I, I love him. He's, he's the best. You know, it doesn't get any better. Yeah. Well, congratulations on this. So good seeing you. Thank you very much. Great to see you. Masters of the Air premieres January 26th on Apple TV+. And finally, Jason Momoa is showing his true colors in his new Max show, On the Roam. The actor is traveling the open road, unlocking secrets of the world's greatest artisans. And he reveals to extras Monaco Sar Abdi why he was completely in his element, making this, at times, emotional new show. Jason Momoa, how are you? I am awesome. These interviews are going amazing. Oh my... First thing I noticed about On the Roam is you are in your element because like we see you in scripted things, whether it's a movie or a TV show, but like this is you unscripted. It's like, yeah, I mean, this is yeah, there's no disguising. It's my heart out there and we don't even edit out the stuff we should edit out. <laughs> uh, where are we taking the viewers? Tell us because you are on the back of a motorcycle. We are on the Roam. Where are you taking the viewer? I'm just taking the viewer all around the world in different places, kind of into craftsmen's homes and their workplaces. And I'm learning about other humans and their, their passion for arts. And it's just my, my love. I mean, my job is to study life, right. As an actor. And so my curiosity kind of takes us around the world. We make up some interesting storylines where we go and we learn more and it just, they kind of just take on their own. They, they really, you watch a heart form within each episode and they're pretty emotional. They're fun. And you learn a lot. And I learned a lot. And uh, it's very vulnerable and revealing. But I mean, but at the same time, it's so much fun. And we do crazy shit. And uh, it's got it's got a little bit of everything in there. And so I hope people like it because it's <laughs> this. Otherwise, the reviews are really going to suck because it's me. You're like, oh, it's actually like it's me because <laughs> you so, are direct C plus I was a C plus student. So I'm like, whatever. So I guess I'm a C plus for life. So no, I don't, I don't believe it. You know why I don't believe it is because there's so much love in this. Like there's love. The craftsmen are showing so much love in what they do that they're pouring into it. There's so much love in the conversations, the bonds. 
did it get emotional at times? Because I can only imagine like when people are sharing their most their passions and their life's work, it's not something easy. It's pretty revealing for all of our artists, too, because, you know, one of my one of my dearest friends, Jeremiah, he he's built me many bikes. And so it was about the, you know, the topic was about building these 636s. But the truth of it is, like, it's what he went through and like the accident and the head trauma and the addiction and the things and going coming out of this and what should have been easy was really, really challenging just to build a motor. But out of that, he's back. My God, my friend back out of this, you know? And so it, you know, we have this idea, but what it took on was heavy. And even it's, it's just like, I have so much passion for the roles that I play. I feel like if people like the movies, then they should see how much passion I have. Cause you think you're excited to see the movie. Well, I got the fucking role. You know, I'm excited to play Duncan Idaho. I'm excited to play this. Now, this is how much love I put into it. Yeah. How much love I put into it. It's down to the point where I'm like making these knives with friends or new friends, and then taking, you know, finishing those. The idea, then bringing them up to work. Well, they got to approve it, and then they approve it, and then we turn it into rubbers. And I do the other art form of learning how to do these fights with it. And then we do the other art form of shooting it in a beautiful way for these characters. And then it's just, you're going to see the totality of like, of, of everything, you know, that I love for this one character. So I just try to like open the, pull back the curtain of just things that I love and the true, like what, what gets me high, what gets me like fuel is like learning and all the things that I'll never be able to do. But I think that comes from being an actor where it's like, if I do a movie and I don't know how to necessarily use guns or like, I don't use that for an instance. I had to play the character. I don't really know how to use them. And I got to learn all these men who are like SWAT and all these kind of things. So I don't look like an idiot. And like, you're learning all these professional things. And I'm like, wow, I, I don't necessarily like them in my life, but I'm going to turn into this character and they're going to teach me how to do this. Or if I learn this certain martial art, I'm going to, I'm going to meet the best person to teach me. Yeah. So I get these crash courses in like learning how to play a certain character. And so um, that's where the curiosity, I guess, comes from. Cause I'm like hungry. I'm like, what do I love in my own personal life? Not just what am I forced to do as a, as an actor? I'm like, I would love to learn this. I would love to learn this. And then I'm going to go do it. Try to make it good. Of life. I love it. I was going to ask, like, are these, are some of these crafts, like, for example, like the guitars that you guys are working on, do you take it home with you? Like, is your living room full of some of these crafts that you've like come across on the road? Well, that's the kind of the cool thing of the show. So we made them and we gave them to like Slash and then we made an extra one. So they'll be the only on the road guitar that we made plus Slash has them. So we're going to auction that off and Slash picked like what he wants to go to go to or Billy Gibbons picked what he wanted to go to and, and all these different artists. So we're actually making these things and then auctioning them off, which then will go to charity. So like it's all just positive, positive, positive and like trying to make, yeah, just just trying to get that out there. I mean, I have my own collection of stuff that I love, but I'm like, this was the cool thing about this is we're making these pieces and then they can be able to auction them off. And you made history. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Have I made, what's that? It says there's like, it's a history making moment too that was in there. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? I mean, like, which one? I believe it was when the first episode, it was, you were, it might've just been a saying, but I think it was something. I, I, well, we're doing something that's never been done for sure. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like we made history because we took the, one of the rarest bikes in the world. No one would ever take these apart, took it apart then made a whole fleet of them to then go race our, our buddies with. And back then they didn't even have those many next to each other. Mm -hmm. 
the idea of like kind of doing that as something, but then capturing my goal was to capture those bikes, my eye and my, my team's eye and like capture it in the right light. So we're getting up at four 30 in the morning, you know, just being able to have the dust light and like capture it like cinematically at the right time. Like that's where I put my art form in and then we blew up every bike. So you're going to invest into these things, blow them up. And then my buddies will end up fixing them because they're motors. They can be fixed, but like, I don't care. Blow them up. Let's go. Like we're making, I want the world to see this. So. How lucky are you that you get to do that? You get to live your passion, you make it and you get to put it out there for the world to see. And I think a lot of us will very much enjoy it as well. I, I mean, that's uh, honestly, this is, this show means the world to me and uh, it's very scary. I'm really, I'm, I'm scared because I want, I mean, I, like, I just hope people like it. I'm having a fun and, and then trying to come up with, you know, things that I think are interesting, but, uh, and it's just the things that inspire me. So I hope, you know, it, it'll reach out to someone out there. That's the important thing. So. No, definitely. I know it will. You have nothing to be worried about. And Jason, thank you so much for sharing your time with us. I appreciate it. Always good to see you, friend. See you. Thank you very much. Watch On the Roam on Max starting January 18th. And that's all we've got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to listen and follow on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. We will see you next time.